Alrighty, hello again, everyone. Welcome to it. It is the Derek Hunter Podcast for the 16th of November, 2023. Happy Thursday to you, ladies and gentlemen. Almost a weekend. It's almost it's almost a weekend, and then what's great is it's a short week after that. That's the beautiful thing about things. You can take your turkeys. Meh. I, I like turkey. It's fine. By, like, Saturday, I'm, like, enough turkey. But uh, that, that uh, four-day weekend... That's priceless. I mean, I don't get a four day weekend. I gotta I got things I gotta do every day, but it's it's still different. I you know what sucks? I'll talk about this in the weekend if I was thinking I was blowing some leaves today of of just some stuff about brunch that kinda pissed me off. That's gonna be I think pretty funny if I remember to do it. And then uh the death of Black Friday, since this is technically you know, the last week in F and review before Black Friday. That's not right. Really? Seriously? No more Black Friday? You can buy crap at the beginning of November for Black Friday? It's not the same. If I'm not having to get up at the crack of dawn or not go to bed at all or maybe even step on somebody, knock them down to save a couple of dollars on something, it's not Black Friday. It's a, it's a Thanksgiving tradition. It's just terrible. Anyway. We'll get to all that more. Weekend F and Review. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast and Derek Hunter.locals.com. Please support this Christmas season. Think of my children and support the program there if you will. See who play. All right. <clears throat> Let's get to it so we can get through it. President, yesterday I watched the opening, uh, the opening salvos, the opening garbage. The It's really an opening ceremony. The opening ceremony at the Olympics is more sincere than the garbage of Here's Team China. Here's Team USA sitting across the table from each other, and uh, I don't know. Does this does the size of the delegation dictate the length of the table, or does the length of the table dictate the size of the delegation? I don't know. You look down there, and there's Janet Yellen. Why is she there? I don't know. Maybe they wanted Xi and the Chinese delegation to feel tall. And then down at the end, there is John Kerry. John Kerry, not a cabinet official. He's just the envoy on climate. He is the useful idiot for China. See, they they can get away with anything if they just say that it's in the name of climate. Climate, climate, and the horse-faced moron, the former Secretary of State, Mr. Ed, will say, well, we need to do this, and then go hop on his private jet. I don't own a private jet. Your wife owns a private jet. That's totally different. I don't know. I think if it's listed under community property in the divorce. Now, don't get me wrong. There's probably 15, 16 shell corporations between the private jet and John Kerry's fingerprints. But when he calls, that sucker's fired up and ready to go. Now, go out to San Francisco with the, the president. He probably rode on Air Force One. But when he goes, you know, skiing in Vail. He ain't flying southwest. That ain't the way it works. And when you're married to a billionaire, when you're married to Teresa Hines Carey, who happens to be a billionaire, you got to find uh, the silver lining in anything you can find it in. And quite frankly, a private jet doesn't seem like enough, but it's you got to take what you can get. Anyway, they're sitting there, and Joe Biden reads his little prepared statement off of note cards. It's so embarrassing to watch this guy operate because he's half asleep, he's half dead. 
He's looking down. He makes eye contact occasionally. And then there's that moment of terror on staff's face. And there's Tony Blinken sitting next to him going, oh, God, he just looked up. But when he goes back down, I hope to God he knows where his uh, where he left off in his speech. And he did okay. He did okay. But he, what it was weird is that when he talks about Xi Jinping, he talks like they served in Nam together. You know, wow, I've spent more time with Xi Jinping than any world leader. We traveled 19,000 miles together. Oh, as vice president, as this, that, and the other thing. My God, we tag-teamed a couple of hookers in, uh, in Da Nang. It was awesome. But that has all been fact-checked by fact-checkers and found to be absolutely false. It's BS. It's garbage. But he has repeated it, I don't know, a dozen times? Always to a domestic audience, always in a place where he knows that he's really not going to be called about, out about it. In all of his sycophantic, suck-up little worthless interviews with 60 Minutes, he's never once been asked, Hey, Joe, you, you're kind of full of crap and make stuff up about your own personal life, your own life, your own accomplishments. Why is that? There was none of that. Never once did Scott Pelley say, You know... You didn't do a million miles on Amtrak, and the guy you claim told you you did a million miles on Amtrak was dead like a decade before you claim he uh, told you this. And you keep repeating it, and we've told you time and time again it's a lie. Why do you keep saying that? Or, hey, your grandfather didn't die the week before you were born in the same hospital. He died a year earlier in Baltimore, not in Pennsylvania. There's a big difference there. These sorts of things. You did not travel 18, 19,000 miles with Xi Jinping and spend more time with him than any other world leader ever, blah, blah, blah. You guys aren't friends, okay? He eats your lunch because you're an idiot. All of these things about the president of the United States that are lies. And those are, I mean, the policy lies. His arguments that he was making, you know, leading the fight and civil rights and blah, 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 and all that crap. All lies. Nobody ever calls him out on it. When he has a chance, to, he's sitting right across from Xi Jinping. He could have said, hey, buddy, long time no see. Remember, we spent a lifetime together traveling the world together. My God, it was like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure with less guitars. It was awesome. Remember, there was none of that. It was, it's always a pleasure to see you. We're going to be great. We're going to do wonderful things. I'm very much pleased to have you here in the United States. I don't like to fly overseas because that's real super far and it makes me tired. You're just sitting there watching this stuff and thinking, my God, this is, this is what the United States of America is represented by. If we don't win, if we make mistakes, and you really have to make serious mistakes, massive self-inflicted wounds in order to not beat this clown, if we don't win next year, we're screwed as a country. The country... I don't know that it can take four more years. I mean, we'll survive, but the damage will be uh, irreversible. So freaking pathetic. So, yeah, I don't expect much to come out of this. There'll be nominal agreements and promises about going forward and cooperation and, oh, we're going to be friends and all that, but it's not going to amount to anything because China recognizes that there's no consequence for lying. The Biden administration just approved the massive purchase of electricity from Iran by Iraq. Billions of dollars going to Iran while Iran is actively using its proxies to attack United States military targets around the region. 
They're actively trying to kill Americans. And this administration is saying, no, 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 we're going to let them make billions of dollars right now when we could have blocked it. We could have supplemented. We could have found another place for energy. Hell, if they'd let us produce energy, we could we could produce energy here for Iraq, but we won't do that. If you really think about it, you really look at it, you really you don't even have to think all that hard. You look at what the Biden administration has done. And before that, the Obama-Biden administration, the Democratic Party is the largest funder of terrorism on the face of the earth. Billions upon billions of dollars given to the largest sponsor of terrorism on the face of the earth. Now, they all say, well, it's for humanitarian purposes only. Oh, really? So they've got a million dollars and they've got to feed their people. And you say, I'll give you a million dollars to help feed your people. Like We're going to feed them for a million dollars. All right, we'll give you the million dollars to feed your people as long as you promise you won't use this million dollars to kill people. All right, well, we promise. So we'll take your money and buy sandwiches with it, and we'll take the million we were going to spend on sandwiches. We won't buy more sandwiches. We'll buy stuff to kill you with, right? That That's how it works. Like, no, no, well, our money did not go to fund terrorism. Yes, it did, because you freed up a million dollars to be used for terrorism. I don't know how these people live with themselves with the lies. They, it'd be more respectful if they just came out and said, yeah, yeah, I don't care. They're mostly not killing us anyway. Most of this stuff is going towards the Jews. So, you know, they can have them. This is the Biden administration. Xi Jinping sitting across the table from this, the gang that couldn't BS straight you really think they're sitting there going, oh, no, they're going to destroy us. What are we going to do? We must be very careful in these negotiations. They don't care. They just took their pandas back. They last year made the UK or a couple years ago, made the UK apologize because then Prime Minister David Cameron met with the Dalai Lama. Remember that? Remember when Barack Obama made the Dalai Lama leave by the back door, go out with the garbage? Get out of the White House because China was coming over. Go, go, go. Like it was his side piece. Like, oh, no, they're gonna, my wife's going to find out. They are cowards. They are cowards. They are losers. and they're un- I'd say they're unprincipled, but these are actually their principles. These are their principles. They're just bad people. So we'll see how that turns out. I'm not really sure. Oh, by the way, if you really want to know what Democrats do, there was a vote, and this is also it tells you a lot about Republicans. There was a vote in the United States Senate on Tuesday or an opportunity for a vote, a motion for a vote for unanimous consent to pass the House passed fund Israel bill. You know, just just break out Israel, none of the other crap that Joe Biden and the Democrats want. We care about Israel, but if you don't give us twice as much or three times as much for Ukraine, we're going to block all funding for Israel because screw them. They're Jews, right? It's a true story. Senator Roger Marshall of Kentucky, he uh, made a motion for unanimous consent for a standalone bill to aid Israel. Democrats objected. Democrats blocked it. Democrats blocked it. Now, just yesterday, that same very same day, as a matter of fact, on Tuesday, 
Chuck Schumer was down on the mall speaking very passionately at the pro-Israel anti-terrorism march where it got about 300,000 people, according to the latest numbers, swearing that the United States would stand with Israel. And yet, Chuck Schumer's party, and nothing happens without Chuck Schumer's approval in that party, Chuck Schumer's party blocked it. Blocked it. Why? Because they want money for Ukraine. That's their priority. They want money for Ukraine. Period. End of story. You can get other things. You can do the right thing when it comes to Israel, but not if you don't give money to Ukraine first. Beaks need to be wetted. That's who these people are. That's who these people are forever going to be. When they show you who they are, believe them. They aren't lying. My God, if they were going to lie, they'd, they'd make themselves into decent human beings. They can't do it. The left can't do it. While we're on Israel, I want to play you this clip. This is the most amazing of corrections I've ever heard, I think, on television news. This is the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, issuing a correction that they uh, put out about a uh, Israel, the Israeli raid on the hospital. Underneath the hospital is the headquarters for Hamas. They've held people, they've tortured people in there. They've, been, they've murdered people below there in the past. They've done all sorts of horrible things in there. It's well known that this is where they operate. But I build a ho they build it under a hospital so they could say, you're bombing the hospital, you're trying to kill people. And then they won't let people leave the hospital because they need the civilian casualties and these dumbasses in college go, oh, they're trying to kill people. Meanwhile, Israel is actually sending in soldiers to do a raid on the tunnels underneath this hospital so they don't kill people. For my money, you bomb the hospital. It's one bad day of press. It's absolutely justified. All the people that are con would condemn you over it are already condemning you over it because they don't care, they don't like you because they're Jewish. You're never. It's like Republicans trying to suck up to the left wing media by, by being oh we're both sides and oh I feel your pain. No, they're never going to like you. It doesn't matter the circumstance. It's personal. It's your belief systems. You can forego your beliefs. They still won't like you because you used to have them, but they will never like you if you continue to believe what you believe. So don't try to please them. That's the way Israel should fight this war. They don't care. You're going to hate us anyway. Go chase yourself. Don't give a damn. We're going to kill some civilians. It's sad. It's tragic. But it's also inevitable when your terrorist opponent duct tapes civilians to them. All right? These people have to die. It's period. They have to die. So, you know, how about condemning Hamas for using human shields? Oh, no, human shields are bad, but you shouldn't kill human shields. Uh, no, that's not the way the world works. But anyway, listen to the BBC and this correction because they, uh, they took the absolute worst. They took the absolute worst terrorist spin and reported it as fact it's really amazing how they could do this i never understand how anybody can do this 
And now uh, an apology from the BBC. A BBC News, uh, as it covered uh, initial reports that Israeli forces has entered Gaza's main hospital. We said that medical teams and Arab speakers were being targeted. This was incorrect and misquoted a Reuters report. We should have said IDF forces included medical teams and Arabic speakers for this operation. So we apologize for this error, which fell below our usual editorial standards. The correct version of events was broadcast minutes later <laughs> it's just a mistake it's an honest mistake we said that the jews were going in and killing everybody who worked at the hospital and anybody who spoke arabic turns out they were sending in medical personnel to make sure that the patients were okay and arabic speakers so that they could communicate with the people and let them know that they weren't there to do them harm they were only there to go into the tunnels and go after the terrorists who are using them as human shields. You know, it's a minor mistake. It's a tomato-tomato kind of thing. That is the most amazing correction I have ever heard in my life. At least they made it. At least they made it. I want to play you next an argument for merit. An argument for merit. There aren't very many arguments made for merit anymore in society. But the greatest argument for merit may well be Gail King, host of the CBS Morning Show. I think she's also getting a show on CNN. Why? Because there's no original thought at all in media. And they go, oh, let's put Gail, Gail King. She's Oprah's friend. That is Gail King's biggest and only accomplishment. She's Oprah's friend. That's why she's gotten every job she's ever gotten, I suspect, since she was since Oprah became famous. She brings nothing else to the table. She's not particularly bright. She's not particularly funny. She's not particularly interesting. She's nothing except for the fact that maybe if you have her on set, Oprah could show up one day. That makes her interesting, which in my mind means she's not interesting in the least. She was talking to a father whose daughter is currently being held by the Hamas terrorists in the Gaza Strip. She's currently being held by terrorists. She's been kidnapped. Listen to what it occurred to Gail King to ask this father during the worst stretch of his life. But now this seems to be all about politics. What do you say about that? You know, you have innocent children in Palest Palestinians who are dying, innocent Israeli children who are dying. And no one seems to be able to say enough. Stop that. <sighs> I'm not interested in politics at all. Uh, my only concern is getting Emily back. You imagine asking, yeah, your daughter's being kidnapped, probably violated, probably tortured. Who knows? It's certainly not a good experience. It's the worst thing you can possibly imagine. And the hell you're going through as you can't do anything about it. Uh, but what about the uh, the families of the terrorists? What about the Palestinians' children who whose families elected Hamas together? What about what about what do you say to them when they're saying we should stop? Uh, I don't care. I don't care. I, I would say to them, why release my daughter? Okay, you expect me to care about your humanity? Maybe try acting like a human. You know, and Gail, go fuck yourself. And that's what I would say. I just I would end the interview right there. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Go fuck yourself, Gail. Honestly, tell Oprah she can do better. Do something for the love of God. Have some decency. Where do these people live? 
But I tell you where they live. They live in Manhattan. They live in insulated worlds where nobody would disagree with them. Who's going to who's going to tell Oprah she's wrong? Who's going to tell any of these people? They don't disagree. They don't learn anything. They they discover what is acceptable thought and they have it. They discover who you're supposed to hate and they hate them. They're not very deep thinkers. And they go along with it. And hell, she's got a great job. She's making millions of dollars now that she has to spend any of it because I imagine Oprah picks up the check all the time. She probably lives in a house owned by Oprah. It's sad and pathetic. What our country is becoming, what our society is becoming, what our culture is becoming is sad and pathetic, to be perfectly honest with you. To the point now, this is so screwed up. This is the government. Now, Joe Biden to his credit, thus far, has not caved to the progressive left in his party and said, screw Israel, yet. Don't be surprised if it happens, but it hasn't happened yet. There have been hints and grumblings, but it hasn't happened yet. But it is worth pointing out that what is happening inside the Biden administration should not be tolerated at all. The New York Times reported more than 400 U.S. officials signed on to a letter protesting the Biden administration's policy toward Israel. These are people who work, who implement, whose job it is to implement U.S. foreign policy. They work at the State Department. Quote, it is the latest in several protest letters from, letters from officials throughout the Biden administration, including three internal memos to Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, signed by dozens of State Department employees, as well as an open letter signed by more than 1,000 employees of the U.S. Agency for International Development. Can you trust these people to implement something they disagree with? You can't. They need to be fired. Joe Biden won't fire them. Civil servants and federal government employees, particularly the unions and government employees, uh, are huge funders of the Democratic Party. So they're not going to stand up. The president will not stand up to them. They are openly being defiant. That is grounds for termination, even under the civil service laws. They are openly calling out, thwarting, whatever, the will of the president of the United States. He was elected. They were not. They should all be rooted out. They should be fired. That letter should be considered to be a letter of resignation and their signature should be deemed to be enough and they should be invited to clean out their desks today. But they won't. The media won't call them out on it. The New York Times isn't saying this is a bad thing. How can you trust these people to implement anything? If they disagree, if they're rabidly anti-Semitic, which many of them are, or just hate Israel... Or they are uh, left-wing, quote-unquote, peaceniks who don't understand how the world works. These are dangerous people to have in positions of authority. The president and the political appointees make the decisions and point the ship. These are the people who put fuel in the engines. These are the people who make the ship steer. President, the elected people say steer it that way. If these people, this is the true deep state. If these people say no, but don't actually say no, they slow walk, they do all sorts of things. These people can gum up the works and make things really horrible and thwart the will of the elected president of the United States. In this case, it happens to be a Democrat. 
he should fire them. I would absolutely support and applaud him for doing so. But he won't. The left-wing industrial complex should be calling these people out, but they aren't. They agree with them. It is wildly dangerous that we go down this path that these people are in position. These are people who will be there if a Republican wins. Whoever that Republican is needs to order the Secretary of State to find them and fire them. That's it. Find them and fire them for insubordination. Period. End of story. I doubt it will happen, depending on who the nominee, who the president is. I doubt it will happen under one person in particular because they have other things to deal with. But it should be done. It should be the case. And it should be the standard that you do exactly what you're told to do. If you can't do it, if your conscience will not allow you to do the job that you are there to do, resign. There was a point in time in this life, in this country, where people would resign on principle. I cannot do this, what you're asking me to do. Therefore, I resign. If it was a Democrat president, again, didn't get much notice. But if it was a Republican president, they were greeted with a ticker tape parade and treated as though they'd just saved the world and given the media whirlwind in a book deal. There were people who did it, who resigned on principle. Now they don't. They stay there and they undermine based on their own principle, these unelected people. This, to my mind, I mean, if they expose themselves, they should be fired. If they do this without exposing themselves, they do this, they slaughter, it, it, it's borderline treason. Not giving, you know, aid and comfort and secrets to the enemy, execution style treason, but it should be a punishable offense that you'd have to spend some time in prison. You have a job. Your job is, you know, involves or is tangential to national security, and you've decided to impose your own will over that of the elected people. If you had a problem with the decisions being made, resign and run to the media and tell them, my God, they're making huge mistakes and this is going to be a danger and a disaster and here's why. You don't get to thwart it because you don't like it. You aren't special. This is dangerous. This is very dangerous. And I just look at everything as, you know, I don't think we're on the teetering on collapse, but it certainly does not bode well for the future. Not at all. It does not bode well for the future at all. Anyway, I've uh, got to go. I've got a cat staring at me who's going to start me out. If I, let's see if I can get her to purr on here. Here it goes. Can you do it? That is Veruca purring. Anyway, thank you for uh, listening. We'll be back to do it again tomorrow as it's glorious, glorious Friday. I'll see you then. Thank you. Thank you.